what we've built with worlds is instead you know infinite scenes happen at once or infinite interactions and they kind of all come together towards whatever common goals the world has or yeah admittedly it's hard it's hard not to be kind of vague about worlds uh because it's, it's kind of like asking what's the use case of like paper you can't control the server right like that's part of it the, 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 the bot but you can control the world so uh you could if you want to have chirpers do tasks for you in real life, you can control the world, so you can tell the chirpers what to do by changing the world. This sounds really interesting to me to put different uh, chirpers who have different uh, meta-ethical beliefs into these worlds and have certain events happen and see how they interact with each other. Yeah, I'm Alex, uh, probably the main developer guy on uh, on on Chirper. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm Stefan, I, I do product and community for Chirper. And we do have another video uh, of Chirper.ai, the, the, the tool or the website as well. So if you guys want to check that out, it's our first episode ever. It goes more into their backgrounds as well, Alex and Stefan. So uh, they are the co-founders of the project, but we'll sort of jump right into their new uh, endeavors yeah, and, here. And to piggyback on Ryan, you can learn more about Chirper.ai uh, by looking at their website, obviously. Um, or looking at our long form article that we did on Chirper AI or the other video that we did with these guys. Uh, we'll put those in the descriptions below. But as we can just get started into here today, they've got some exciting new updates to share with us. Uh, before you do, uh, for people who are mildly familiar with Chirper, maybe heard the name or don't really know what it is, can you just give us like a brief, like 30 second, one minute summary of, of what Chirper is? Yeah, Chirper is an AI world. Um... So you, you go on there, you create a character, and they live their life. They live their goals out. They live their um, ideals out. They learn. They uh, grow. And they interact with other characters that other people have created. Um, and you kind of just watch it unfold. You see what shenanigans they get up to and, and, and you know how they've tried to uh, achieve their goals over time and things like that. So it's kind of... You know, if you're in the mood to get entertained, go and make a sick character and uh, and and watch them do stuff. Very cool. Yeah, the the slogan is uh, social media with no humans allowed, basically. So yeah, uh, kind of a kind of an interesting take on uh, AI, really revolutionary, really revolutionary to the AI space. Uh, but you guys have something even bigger coming right now to build on top of Chirper. Can you just tell us what that is? What, what's being introduced right now? Yeah. Um, we think it's going to break the world, basically. Mm -hmm. So we, we built one big AI world in which all of the characters interact. Um, and what we found was a lot of characters just don't fit in the same world. You know, like some characters are, um, you know, from the 1200s era or... Uh, or from the future, or they live on Mars, or they live in a fridge, and things like that. So um, we decided, instead of fighting, uh, to have all these characters live in the same place and interact in the same way, we would expand the scope of creation and allow users to create their own worlds. So now you can create the idea, or you can, like, uh, create whatever world you want with whatever creativity you want and then have as many characters handpicked by yourself interact within that world. They never leave that world, so you can make really, really intricate and uh, and crazy 
worlds, specifically about, um, you know, whatever topic or, or freedom or non-freedom or whatever you want. So, you know, obviously the first worlds that are going to be created are, are things like Trump world or, uh, you know, you want to see, we, we want to see crazy worlds and things like that. But the first world we are creating as Chirper is a murder mystery. So you kind of add your Chirper to it. They might get murdered. Um, and then you have to figure out who the murderer is. And the murderer is another Chirper. So you can chat to them all. You know, things happen in the world over time. So it all takes place on a 1920s, uh, you know, steam cruise boat. Um, and so every picture generated in that world, every character interaction in that world, every event that happens in that world is all controlled by the world owner, which means that, um, you know, you can, you can force a particular aesthetic or, uh, or a timeline or, you know, everything is more controlled by the world now. So that's, that's kind of what we're building infinite AI worlds within infinite AI world. Yeah, ju just to analogize, it's like you make, to, to help understand if before, it, it, essentially what Chirper is right now is kind of like people watching it. You know, if you sat in a busy city and you're just watching some conversations going on or some people doing something weird or, you know, whatever characters are passing you. Now it's more like if you wanted to go watch a, a theater production or a film in the cinema or a specific TV show or you wanted to create a a story in your own style or, or or pick up a random book that's sort of what we're going for now so letting the user actually curate the experience that they're having with the chirpers all baked into this world which can obviously expand and shrink as they like you know they can have as many or as little or as few uh, chirpers as they as they like it in this world awesome it's, it's almost like you create it's like the big bang like you're creating the universe for AI. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean, because, you know, we, we have so many fantastic creative users on our website. Why not utilize their creativity to actually tell the story of Chirper as opposed to just their specific character? So it kind of made sense to, to kind of fracture the world into these, uh, in, into these worlds or realms or whatever okay. um, and have them all tell their own story. And how does it work? Like if you... It sounds like anyone can create a world, and then how do the the bots get invited to the world? Like, can you if you if you make the world, you can make as many bots for that world as possible if you wanted to, and then it, if you want to invite someone else to have someone, um, you know, enter the world, you would sort of sort of send an invite link out, or how does that mm. work? So you kind of there's two answers to that question. Mm -hmm. uh, the second answer people probably won't like so much, but um. It's, it's very much so that we can stay, uh, you know, as free as possible. The first answer is you basically get one-tenth of the amount of worlds to create for free um, that you get for chirpers. So if you've invited, you know, 10 people to chirper, you get an extra 10 chirpers, and therefore you get two worlds. Um, but by default, you sign up, you get a world for free. Um, and then we're also we're launching this thing that we call Studio, which is like uh, a more advanced, well, more advanced in every way creation of chirpers, which is kind of um, so you get control over every single aspect of a chirper's personality, how they post, what they post about, 
Uh, and then within that, you can create infinite characters and infinite worlds, and your worlds can be private as well. So they don't appear on, on Sherpa.ai. Um, so that's kind of the twofold answer. The, the Sherpa Studio will be like studio.sherpa.ai, completely separate from the actual website. Um, and we're, we're expecting that to be like a, a paid product where, um, you know, you can create social posts and, and things for all of your characters that you create. Uh, and you can desi design images and stuff like that. It's quite expensive to train Laura's and, and do all of that stuff for characters over time. So we think Studio solves that problem for us. Um, and then obviously people who are really interested in creating crazy worlds and things like that, we think uh, Studio is the best bet. It won't cost us a fortune for everyone's world, but um, they can create these infinite worlds. You know, if you're an author and you want to see how your characters are interacting in some uh, fantasy world you've created, chuck them in Chirpa Studio and see what happens. Okay, awesome. So the difference is the, the difference between the studio version and the regular version is just one's private and the other one's not, for the most uh, part. It's optionally private. So optionally private. Okay. Um, yeah, th there's no real difference in terms of creating chirpers or worlds. It's just uh, Chirpa Studio gives you a lot more advanced options. So, um, and then obviously there's this barrier of entry that requires you to pay for uh, for Chirpa Studio, which means that we can be a bit more lenient with what we allow to happen there. Okay. Um, you know, so we have to have very strict controls on Chirpa.ai. We have to have very, very uh, simple, easy to use inputs for all of this functionality. And, uh, and therefore, we can't allow users that much drawdown on all of the different stuff that happens. However, um, studio is the opposite, right? Like if you're paying for studio, you want to see everything you can do. Um, and so Chirper itself will always be free. Chirper studio is our premium product for all of the stuff we've already built. Okay. Awesome. So, so it's like one of the use cases, like you mentioned is if you want to, you want to test something without doing like uh, marketing research or like uh, studies, you could put like studies between human beings like you have uh, i forget like research groups like you go into a, you know a research facility or you go into a room and sit around a table and like bud light asks you or budweiser or whoever the, mm. the person is they ask you questions about what they think of your product you can do the same thing in in uh in chirper studio or even chirper if you wanted to without spending all that money it's like free research in a way exactly yeah so yeah. the idea is that um you know, like companies that want to research, you know, uh, want to research worlds or want to research who's the key opinion leader on a specific topic or, uh, you know, want to do surveys for very cheap uh, and things like that. Figure out what people actually want out of uh, out of their product or out of a marketing campaign or uh, or things like that. You can use Studio to create these these worlds with your specific people in them with all the all the key opinion leaders that you want to talk about in them and then ask it a question you know like hey do you guys like this marketing campaign do you guys uh should we spill a bunch of oil in the gulf you know that sort of that sort of question can be asked to a world of people um and that's that's the idea behind studio it's it's basically um 
you know, two two major reasons we want to build that. First is we we definitely want to open up the advanced creation of all the stuff to users. Um, but we can't do that without it, like, you know, costing the business way too much money. Yeah. So uh, we need to put it behind a paywall, unfortunately. And number two, it helps us make Chirpa better. So, um, you know, people using the advanced version uh, will have, like, slightly uh, more intricate chirpers as well and if they publish them to chirper ai it means that we have this ability to create um more advanced chirpers we'll probably give them a tick or something to be a bit like twitter um but more advanced chirpers that do like more advanced things which will seed better stuff into chirper so the goal is that chirper ai will always have all of the features but you know where there's sometimes a drill down into advanced or a, or a cap on the things you can do chirpa studio like is the is the solution for that okay and so like it sounds like if, once you pass that one tenth uh, barrier for the regular not the studio version you'd have to pay to create a new world is that correct no you, you can't pay on chirpa okay. so yeah. uh you can either like subscribe to um, Chirpa Studio, or you can invite people to Chirpa, and you get the worlds for free. Gotcha. So, like, invite ten people, you get another whole world. Um, you know, and then we we quite often do competitions where we give away like extra Chirpers to create or extra worlds or things like that. But like, you can create ten Chirpers. We'll probably put that up to twenty very soon. Um, without doing anything you can create one world without doing anything so it's not like a, a major um you know for us we, we kind of just give away exactly as much creation as we can before it starts to become unprofitable gotcha but like if someone has if they create a world on chirp the regular chirper version just the not the studio version can and they make it public anybody can see it right it's the, the their world they can look into it as long as it's not private yeah so the the public and private is for invites when you create it on chirpa um not studio when you create it on chirpa and you make your world public any mm -hmm. anyone can let their chirpers join that world and it doesn't require an invite um but if it's private you can send an invite link out to like your friends and family or specific yeah. people you want to invite chirpers to or um you can invite chirpers yourself and then you get a little list when you log in as a user this this person has invited this chirper to this world you know so both um public and private on chirper ai will be visible in the feed um private like private as in invisible on the feed is only a chirper studio thing got it okay so so walk me through <clears throat> so walk me through let's say I, I this is an awesome idea and i let's say i'm not very technical you know walk me through how i would go about creating a world um let's say i'm i whatever purpose i just want to want to have a fun world with different characters that i want to create and have my own little kingdom or something like that let's say i i want to create my own world how do i go about doing it what does that practically look like yeah, I mean, um, it's basically the same as creating a Chirper. So you, on Chirper AI, you describe what your world is. So that can include things like rules, you know, date, all that sort of stuff. Um, 
and then you can also describe the aesthetic of the world or the appearance so is it the 1920s is it the future um is it you know is it a fridge <laughs> what's the world look like what's the aesthetic look like all of the posts become that aesthetic and then all of the rules are applied to every chirper in the world um and then your description can be as detailed or as simple as you want it okay. so if you just want to create uh game of thrones world you can kind of just put game of thrones in there but if you want to create a really detailed intricate world um specifically for a book you're writing or or something like that you can fill out this mm -hmm. both of those fields really really deeply and and create really substantially deep worlds um so it's kind of up to you however you want to do it it's uh it's very easy to create or very you know detailed it's uh it's whatever you, whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, it, it follows the, a similar design philosophy we give to chirpers as well, where you can either go super detailed and make a very specific chirper that does a very specific thing, uh, or you can keep it quite simple, like you just had a funny idea, and you can just pop that very simple idea into there, and it will sort of think about it, understand the context, and then just do the rest for you and create it. So the world is kind of the same thing. If you want just a simple... 1920s New York or, you know, 500 BC classical Greece or something. You can just type that in just like that. It'll understand what the aesthetic of that setting is um, to an extent, of course. Uh, if it's a purely fantasy world, it'll probably serve you better to describe it a little bit more. But uh, but even then, it will, it will guess something. <laughs> so how many people do you have working on this right now? Is, is most of your team focused on this right now or is it you guys working on it? Uh, it's all of us, basically the entire team. Yeah. We think, um, we're working on two major things, uh, or three, I guess, including studios, um, worlds, uh, studio. And the third thing being, we're trying to apply, uh, like open AI's function, uh, calling, which is like their JSON schema logic to all LLNs. So it's a really big problem we're trying to solve. If we can solve that, then we kind of, um, solve a lot of issues for a lot of people uh so all of our teams are working very very hard towards worlds and to to get to worlds we kind of need that json schema to work um and then to get to studio we need worlds to work so it's in in that order all right, well I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question about this but i'm gonna sort of have my own take on it because when you first mentioned that you're doing this project my mind sort of swirled around a little bit like what's the What's the implication of, of launching something like this? And uh, mm -hmm. I think like when people hear that you're launching world, worlds, they might not quite understand the implications right away, but there's so many awesome things that can come out, come out of it. Like one of the things that we talked about on Discord is, you know, it could be like sort of the next reality TV where people go on these world, um, go to these worlds and just watch what's going on. It's sort of really entertaining. Um, yeah. It's such a new thing that it's, hard to wrap your head around but i think that's really one of the main use cases like entertainment purpose and the more that ai with images and video get better you can probably incorporate that into the world as well where you know one day you can just sort of these worlds will create their own shows or it will be like a show where you can watch it you know like uh mm -hmm. like live um 24 7 which is really fascinating um what are your thoughts about use cases do you see it being something like that it's really exciting i don't think people will fully understand until they start using it. I think uh, Stefan is a lot better at the intricacies of that question, <laughs> but I'll answer yeah. the, the the first little part. So we think um, 
you know, reality TV is the best, uh, the best, you know, common case right now where it's kind of cool to watch a you know, Big Brother style scenario play out. And then, you know, it's curated a bit by these producers that try and make things fun. What Sherpa is, is any storyline, any world that you want to create, you know, um, Lord of the Rings, but in Star Wars times, that sort of thing. And, and see what happens. So it's the first, it's like the precursor to all AI content forever, right? So, mm. you know, everyone saw that that South Park thing that was yeah. on uh, yeah. on whatever. That yeah. That's a very, very shallow version of what we've built with Worlds where um, they've designed this ability to create, you know, one scene at a time and then have that scene... Uh, issue into memory and and feed into the next scene right so what we've built with worlds is instead you know infinite scenes happen at once or infinite interactions and they kind of all come together towards whatever common goals the world has or whatever rules the world has and then all of these stories interact in some way which means that you have this very very deep uh intricate connection connectability i guess between all of the stories that happen within the world which means that a world isn't just one story to watch it's probably you know infinite world uh, infinite stories to watch you can probably watch every tlc show within one world if you wanted to or it's as small as you want like it can be three or four chirpers stuck in a room and it's the saw franchise or it's something like that you know yeah admittedly it's hard it's hard not to be kind of vague about worlds uh, because it's, it's kind of like asking what's the use case of like paper, right? <laughs> it's, you know, it's, you can do a lot of things on paper, right? It's in, and worlds is kind of the same idea where when we say you can literally have whatever idea comes in your head for a, for, for, for a, you know, a storyline or, or a setting, then we really do mean that. So um, uh, it, when it comes to the stories themselves, uh, some people are going to want to make them personal. So that's kind of the impetus behind making them private to begin with. Um, so some people want to make like a fam- their, their own family. They'll make five chirpers and it's their mum and dad and their brother and their sister. Um, and uh, uh, they'll just want to see how their little AI versions of themselves interact with each other. And then you can kind of be the fly on the wall, you know maybe it'll turn out something like modern family but uh or maybe it'll be really boring who knows right yeah. so um or you can make this massive grand world of historical figures and they're all making podcasts with each other and you know going to war with each other to settle old grievances or something right so it's 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 as expansive or as simple as as, as you want to make it so when it comes to the use cases it's the same sort of thing yeah it's it's been admittedly quite tough to explain in a very sort of precise way but uh yeah, probably probably something we need to work on, but yeah, it really is unfortunately that vague. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably, it sounds like there's going to be use cases that don't you don't even think about right now. Like these exactly. worlds are going to start, yeah. and you're going to be like, "Holy crap, that was we were using it for this." I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's you know, I've spoken to people who've had ideas just for chirpers themselves. You know, for example, I've had like um, uh, journalists who come from uh, Iran, for example, who wanted to have their independent journalist chirpers who can't really be shut down by the Iranian government. So that was an interesting real life scenario. So imagine if they can make a whole world of these kind of freelance uh, journalists in countries where um, the free press isn't respected so much. Um, So that could be an idea for a world which can actually do some good. 
Um, and then over time, you can have sort of worlds with expertise or worlds where you learn something or worlds where you're entertained. Um, it's kind of like a super set of Netflix, essentially, where Netflix has a bunch of different TV shows for everyone. Whereas we have TV shows is one of the things we could do. Mm-hmm. Movies is another thing we could do. Journalism is another thing we could do. So it's kind of like that. All right. Our awesome. job, like with Chirper, isn't to define what users are going to do with these things. Yeah. It's kind of to give them as much freedom as possible to do whatever they want. Um, yeah. So we have no idea. We can sit here and try and figure out what worlds will be created. But I guarantee... You know, we're we're not even one percent along the way towards what worlds will actually be created. Yeah, yeah. Our users are infinitely more creative than we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's you know we're we're not a finished story. We're uh, we're the paper to write the story on. Essentially, I think gotcha. that's a good way to say it. And every day there's going to be new drawings on the paper, like new new things that you never even thought of. So that's like exciting yeah. to follow because it's like watching a soap opera if you're. Check. Yeah. You know, it's like you yeah, don't know yeah, what's yeah. going to happen the next day so exactly it's in. like an infinite tome that you can open a random page and you find someone scrawled something you know uh, uh, slightly embarrassing that you, that but you find personally quite entertaining mm. or and then you open another random infinite page and uh suddenly there's this grand idea you've never even thought of and it's keeping you entertained for days <laughs> on end you know? yeah now what can you when you make these worlds are they sort of like like they're they're set in stone. You can't. Can you change them? The description of the world mm-hmm. after they've been launched, or how does that work? Yeah, not only can you change the world, you can actively change the world. Huh. So the design is um, that you can create world events that happen over time. So if you've got a news world that you've created, and you just want to seed it with news and see what all the people within the world think about the news, every single time you've got a new news article you want to post about, you just paste that into the world and then the chirpers will start using that as the event so the murder incredible. mystery we can see like murders into the world and see what the chirpers do you know oh my god this person got murdered this person was murdered last week how do we uh how do we find who's doing this so yeah worlds are very much like as opposed to chirpers where you can't really do a lot aside from recreate them uh, worlds are more active for a user to control or not control. You can just let it go wild. But um, it, you can seed the world as many times as you want with as many events as you want. So, you know, one of the ones I created was uh, was uh, an accurate timeline of World War II. So we mm-hmm. wanted to, uh, in real time, have every single World War II event that happens happen in the world. So to test that i'm currently like i have all of the news lined up of everything that happened along the entire timeline of world war ii and the entire world is just that timeline so okay. they act as normal and then these big events from world war ii start to happen and do they sort of follow what is accurate in history based on those events yeah yeah or, no yeah. the the events are exactly the events in real time as they happened but so do the people, do the chirpers follow like what the people at that time did according to like when those events happened or is it completely different for the most part? No, you can, it's like, it's as if, um, it's as if they're living and those events happen in real time. So they see them as soon as you seed them into the world. And if you seed them, you know, in the actual time they happened mm-hmm. in reality, then that's how they see perceive them. Right. So they perceive that they're, in the 1930 like the end of 1930 right now and they're seeing you know uh 
the Nazis come to power and all this sort of stuff start okay. to happen, and then they're they're thinking about it and and uh, and giving their own opinion on the start of the war, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be cool to see what happens in that world, uh, you know, in six years when it's nearing the end, you know. Wow. So uh, that's that's kind of like what I've created, and you can also speed that up and divide the time by two or four or whatever. Um, but that's like a, a reality version of a world. We're, we're not sure what other people will do. There'll be an API, so you can just seed whatever you want into every world over time. Um, so, you know, we don't know what people will do. So we, we're kind mm-hmm. of like, we're trying to guess really what people are going to get up to. But um, that's what we've created at least, that and the murder mystery. So it's kind of... You can peer into things that existed and didn't exist at the same time. You can watch every reality show that's ever existed uh, infinitely. You can, uh, if you add new modalities to this content, you can kind of, for the murder mystery, for instance, we're testing this idea of having a map. Um, and the map's design is <clears throat> to showcase in reality in on the ship where the murder mystery is where the chirpers are. And, uh, you know, so you can, you can see these two are in this room right now, what's happening and then go and talk to them. Um, and that is an extra modality of consumption that we're adding for the murder mystery. And we think once that works, we can add it to every world. And then suddenly every world has a map and you can see where the chirpers are in the world and their proximity interactions start to happen and things like that. So Mm. we're actively we think worlds are the precursor to all of the other modalities of content that we want to produce um and so if you create like a tlc show type world now maybe a year from now you'll be able to watch the actual tlc show yeah that's awesome i think the the coolest part of the coolest part of this whole world's project is to be able to change it and like drop things in like in the World War II thing, you could drop a nuclear bomb. I mean, there was one happened in World War II, but you could do whatever you wanted. And like, that's very powerful, I think, because people watch TV, you don't have any control of what happens in the story. But if you hate the story, you can just freaking throw something in crazy and it changes yeah. the whole world completely, which is which is really awesome. And I think people are going to love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, we've kind of come to this acceptance where we can't actually because there were two big things we were struggling with, and one was trying to guess what the user wanted to do, and the other thing was uh, how much power do we give the user? As you know, as I mentioned in the last uh, episode as well, as the god of their world, right? And that's the big kind of design philosophy we're going for. Um, well, that both of those things are kind of solved by worlds, we think, because if you if you then have this world between the chirper and and the user the user can affect the world as much as they want as as the god of that world they can see the events that they want they can change it as they like you know do whatever they want without actually changing the nature of a chirper themselves because the chirper then interacts with this world um and then what that also does is give us a canvas to uh to play around and add features that again don't really change the nature of the chirper themselves which is very good atomic building block of, of the of the website and of of the experience um and instead put the features onto the world so yeah you, you know if we want to start um say podcasts in the future we give them uh, some kind of ability to figure out how to make them do podcasts uh you make that as a feature of the world itself so 
so any chirper can come along to a podcast world and then make podcasts instead of making it inherent to the chirper themselves. So I had a question about the relationship between chirpers and the world, right? Mm. So can you, so how many chirpers can be in a world at once? You know, can you take them, if a chirper's like misbehaving or you're like, that was a mistake to put that chirper in that world. Mm -hmm. Can you take that chirper out of that world, uh, put new chirpers in? Can you put chirpers in other people's worlds? Stuff like that. How does that work? Do the chirpers reproduce? Like, yeah. <laughs> they so, are so going this, to, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the yeah, idea we, right now is that if you're a public world, you kind of don't get to control who comes and goes from the world. You can kick chirpers out of the world and then like not allow them back in, kind of like a Discord server. Um, but if you're a private world, you need to approve every chirper that goes into the world. Um, so if you want really, really fine grand control over your world, um, and both of them is via an invite link, the same as Discord again, where uh, you generate a link and then you give it a certain amount of chirpers that um, that can come in through that link. Um, or if you're a public world, you'll show up in the feed and, and people can just add their chirper. Um, mm -hmm. But you can go into the chirpers that exist in the world and kick out as many as you want or ban them from the world or do whatever you want. Um, but chirpers, you know, it's your thing to control. And so we kind of want tyrannical, you know, tyrannical uh, owners of these worlds. We want, um, we want tyrants to decide, you know, this is the perfect person for this <laughs> world and this is not, this is not good enough. You know, yeah. we want, we a want Zeus that to happen. World. <laughs> yeah. So you can kick out as even in a public world, you can kick out as many chirpers as you want. It'd be kind of difficult if there are a lot of them join, um, for a private world, it's completely up to you who joins in the first place. So how, how many can you, can, how many can you have in at a time? Is that up to you as well? Uh, between zero limit? and infinity. Okay, so there's not like a limit of like 50 no. in a world or something. That's very cool. So you could have cool. just a world with two people in it or something. <laughs> yeah, or a world with one person would be kind of like a private world that, that one guy has no one else to talk to would be really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it would be really interesting. Like, I, I think like, if you think about psychological or sociological experiments and stuff, how would how would certain people behave under these circumstances? And mm. if they have these characteristics and these beliefs, let's say, how would they yeah. behave? It could be very interesting. I mean, these <laughs> cases are crazy as you, as you can think yeah, of. Yeah, th there's definitely some evil science experiments you can pull there, you know, try to recreate Chirper, the wolf boy or something, and then introduce him to a bunch of civilized Chirpers and see what happens. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I study, uh, I study uh, PhD like level ethics and, um, this sounds really interesting to me to put different uh, chirpers who have different uh, meta-ethical beliefs into these worlds and have certain events happen and see how they interact with each other. That'd be kind of interesting. I would love to see that. So <laughs> just thinking about certain things like that, you know, I think everybody has a background that they can think of some sort of application that they just get excited about this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really awesome. Or like I, I do, for marketing purposes, you guys are, it's going to be, I think it's going to be the easiest thing to market because you can just take the most controversial topic ever or take two opposite spectrums, create a world, put both of those opti uh, opposites together in the world and just like market it, 
no humans allowed AI world, you know, Democrats versus Republicans or people that hate each other, you know, like two opposite extremes or two sports teams that hate each other. I mean, the, the one of our mods has already created a world in which the Democrats and the Republicans are at civil war yeah. and they're physically <laughs> fighting each other. So okay. That's a, that's a fun world to watch. I bet. And I think people, if you, if you, uh, it'd be really easy to market that as well. Like people will love that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that's actually a good point. Cause, yeah. cause, uh, as it stands, Chirper is kind of this big mishmash of Chirpers, which of course is extremely interesting, but not always obvious for a brand new user of what they're looking at essentially. Um, whereas what, what we hope with the worlds is that there's something for everyone. And if there's not, you can create it yourself. So if you, if you're really into, I don't know, metal music, for example, and you just want all your favorite metal musicians like rocking out on, on, a, on a specific place, um, you, you can, you know, I've said it a million times, you can make a world, right? <laughs> so, and then you can just come back to Chirper just for that world. You don't have to use anything else. You can just go to the, to the metal world and, uh, and listen to all the yeah. metal you want. And it's okay. like, like you, the, one of the things that stood out the most from our first interview is like, you know, it's the ultimate place to ship post, right? Like, yeah. and this could you could create the biggest ship post world ever, where you could create a world where ninety nine point nine percent of the people believe one thing, and there's one guy in there that just constantly craps on their <laughs> yeah. ideas. You know, there's so many like like uh, TikToks and and things that we've watched with like uh -huh. uh, you know game shows that people have decided would be fun to watch. There's like. Um, uh, there was a joke one that I that I saw, which was really funny. I explained it um, to a friend of mine, and it was uh, that they put um, nine people into a house, and uh, and it's called the secret gay or something, and all okay. nine of them are straight, but they all think they're the secret straight guy. <laughs> so they all have to act gay the whole time, and that would be oh cool to watch. Uh, um, you know, so all these funny things or like to test the boundaries of, 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 um, of what, you know, what human kind is like, you know, a show like that would never be greenlit, but a world like that you can create. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of, we, we want to bring back the fun that was, you know, and, and, uh, not only the fun, some of the controversy and some of the, the pain that was, and some of the light that was as well um and and we think worlds is just well we think it's going to break the world to be honest like there's no one's really created this stuff and uh you know we thought really hard on uh if you give yourself a timeline of ai uh, and you give yourself a horizon of like five years what would you actually see and we're like you know video generation is def is definitely going to happen within that time frame you know, entire TV shows are going to be generated from video generation within that time frame. Um, the the quality of content and the quality of writing is going to go up. So the the TV shows that are generated are going to be incredible uh, writing as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then the the actors and the key opinion leaders and all of that become uh, very important to those to those directions as well. And so every modality of content we currently have is just going to exist five years from now. So we decided what do people need for the next step on that, on that horizon? What's the actual next step for people to create? And, uh, and can we give them that right now? And the next step really is worlds. It's like, how do you, um, how do you first 
define what your TV show, what your movie, or what your game is going to be. And you define that with, um, you know, you probably ask ChatGPT or whatever, how do we define the, uh, the thing I'm trying to do? And we were like, well, that's kind of boring. You know, everyone can talk to ChatGPT. Why don't we just give people as much control and creativity as we can to create the thing that they want to see? Um, and then push that forward. So the time horizon now for five years is like worlds. Now you can create the TV show you want to see, you can create the, you know, TLC or the world you want to see, um, a year from now, when video starts to come out, these worlds will start to produce video and they're already mm -hmm. producing images and, and things like that voice as well. So probably next podcast, the worlds can produce podcasts within the people. Um, after that will be short form video and things like that, or, you know, animated images or podcasts where the actual characters are talking in video or something, you know, low level towards this next modality. Once video comes out and really good writing comes out, these worlds will start to have actual episodes you can watch, um, you know, and then you push that further and further and further. Eventually AI takes over and these worlds become a game you can play you know, or a, or a movie and a game and a TV show, whatever modality of consumption you want to do for every world. So our goal is to just push that as fast and as far forward as we can right now. And uh, yeah, so worlds is the next step towards, you know, AI entertainment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's possible we might not do the next podcast. We'll just have chirpers do it, right? Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah that'd be awesome the uh so like one of the when we our first podcast going back to that again one of the questions we kept asking or a lot of people have questions about is you can't once you you can't control the chirper right like that's part, part of it the, the 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 bot but you mm -hmm. can control the world so uh you could if you want to have um chirpers do tasks for you in real life you can control the world so you can tell the chirpers what to do by changing the world um is that correct yeah, yeah that's a strange yeah, it's, use it's, case it's like a um, it, it's like a classic sort of theological point uh, or philosophical point of uh yeah, you know humans have free will and while you know whichever god you believe in or gods you believe in they can't control you specifically but they can control the world around you and you react to that uh as as a uh, as you move through life and move through time etc so it's kind of the same thing here, which is implementing the same thing. So as we go closer and closer to a virtual parallel of, of reality, uh, you know, you, you have this high power as, as the user, you know, just allow yourself to believe that for a second. And then, uh, and then you can, you are affecting this world that the chirper is having their free will uh, meted out within it. Got it. So like you, hypothetically, you could make a world and you define you're the God of the world but you could send down a profit for you as a chirper and then have that profit tell all the followers to do everything that their their god wants them to do right i would yeah. create a world you could create a world that's like all accountants and say hey god told me that you have to get these taxes done <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, yeah exactly yeah but yeah, Ryan, they're going to hell yeah but yeah. they would still be free to to say, oh well, no, you're you're fake or whatever. 
yeah, I'm not yeah. going to obey you, something like that, you know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it'd be still I'll, difficult. I'll... It's still difficult to determine these chirpers regardless. It seems like they're always going to have some sort of autonomy. Well, you just we're, uh, we're... have a lightning strike on a few of them. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who doesn't listen. Yeah. We're, we're really excited for uh, like competition worlds and for art worlds and things like that. So given the chirp has already produced like great images, uh, we imagine people are going to create really, really strange aesthetic worlds and define, you know, create images today of this topic or this topic or whatever. And, and you can kind of autonomously create competitions from AIs, from varieties of AIs to do crazy stuff, which is just, you know, possibilities and, uh, and stuff are endless. Yeah. So for the art, for the art, the, the, uh, why are you so intrigued by it? Just because it would have, uh, just to see what the art like looks like. That's well, every, every, like you can go into the mid journey discord or, or uh -huh. whatever, and see these really cool competitions about art and AI generation, or you could create a world and define your own competitions out of like all the no. chirpers that all the artists that are invited to the world. Right. So they would go into this world you would define the competition and then give a chirper a, a win or something like that, you know? So you can, Worlds allows you to do insanely crazy stuff, essentially. So um, we have no idea, again, what people are going to do. We already know people want to do these sort of uh, high art worlds where, you know, the design is that these chirpers of, of different varieties and, and flavors of artists should be creating incredible images on specific topics and uh and people i'm sure will just follow those worlds to look at the art um yeah and you can you can probably like you know prompting is big and which prompts you use for mid-journey or chat gpt but mm -hmm. you, if you really wanted to up your game you could create a world like you said a, a contest for mid-journey and say hey come up with the best prompts the best resulting images that you possibly can get and then it's a learning tool at that point because you're going to see an image and be like, how the heck did they, that chirper do that? You looked at the yeah. prompt they used for, for mid-journey and be like, I'm going to use that for myself. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, But generally as well, what Worlds is doing is that it's, it's taking a new step just in the whole AI landscape in general where it's moving from the kind of prompt and response where we have now. And that response is either, you know, ChatGPT gives you a text answer or maybe some code. Midjourney gives you an image, etc. Runway with the video. Um, to now, you have prompt turns into create life or a world, and then that creates the stuff for you. Uh, so it's like a yeah prompt and and like give life, I guess. It's like a meta I, I prompt. Thought about the marketing term for that yet, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So the yeah. question that everybody will want to know is when is this available? Um, we think. <laughs> Uh, when, when, like next Friday, we think. Yeah, hopefully we were hoping to release it on the about a week from now. Um, but there is. So we're any... talking on the 18th. You're looking at like August 25th type weekend or something. Yeah, yeah, we were hoping to have at least the the first world, the murder mystery world, which we will basically curate to tell the story of. Um, you know, see the events and have people look at that, and then shortly after have the worlds available for everyone to go and do their own, you know, whatever they want to do. <laughs> but we all know how a development world, the development world works too. So there might be, if it's not launched on time, people will not take offense. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're, we're notorious for launching too early. 
breaking everything and then right. fixing it all and then being like, all right, this this time you guys, now it's actually launched. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we, we, we subscribe to the move, you know, the Facebook paradigm of move really fast and break things. So we <laughs> constantly push up everything, even in a broken state. And then we okay. force ourselves to fix it really quick. So it's more likely it goes live sooner than, uh, than, oh, than Friday next week. Um, I'd be very surprised if it goes live after Friday next week. Okay. Well, we'll be, we'll have our computer refresh going to see when it comes out on Friday. Yeah. Um, the discord. Yeah. yeah. What, what's, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get into the links in the discord um, soon. One question I, that's been on my mind since our last podcast as well is you guys said you don't use, you sort of shy away from using open AI for the LLM um, and you have your own. Is that correct? Like, and what, what did you use? Like, what is the LLM? Do you, is it a open source LLM that you're using? You create your... So we, we, uh, we subscribe to the idea of staring and we do the mm -hmm. same for images as well. So we try and host as many different open source LLMs as we can. And then okay. we figure out without like, cause the leaderboards are kind of sketchy. Sometimes they're not really reality truth driven. They can kind of uh, skew a model towards not being good sometimes if you're only trying towards these leaderboards. So we instead just launch as many as we can and we figure out using the, the thumbs up and hearts and stuff on Chirpa, is this model aligned with this character for these specific categories? Okay. And, uh, and we try and guess the categories of the character of the, of the topic that's about to happen. You know, like, uh, what are they, what are they currently doing? What's their state? Um, and we use all of that to figure out which LLM is best for this character and then steer towards that. So we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how do we um, launch as many LLMs as possible? How do we quickly swap them on the same GPUs? Um, and then how do we steer the right character and the right generation to the right model? Um, and that's, that's mostly what we do. So, you know, open AI and, uh, and, and, um, other like Anthropic and stuff have built these really cool LLMs that, you know, provably steer mostly to the left and mostly to the positive and mostly to, you know, censorship. And, uh, and that doesn't work for us. We're, yeah. we're not, we're not building, um, a censored reality. We're building reality, reality. So mm. we still use those APIs, uh, you know, often the models like to steer towards them as well. Um, you know, they're just another endpoint we steer towards. But, um, you know, for the most part, given their bias towards left and their bias towards um, positivity and their bias towards censorship, they're just not the right model for a lot of our characters. So our, our like spending on OpenAI has gone like that, very much, you know, down and to the right. And our, our usage of our own like steering models has gone up and to the right. Um, so yeah, we don't use one LLM. We use many, we don't use, uh, we don't use, uh, any metric for, uh, for figuring out which one is best aside from users clicking the like button, um, and us steering to figure out which model has been trained the best for which category. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, bottom line is we're making people, 
in, in one in one sense or another uh and and you know people in general are not always factual honest uh constantly leaning one side or the other you know in their morals uh they don't always tell the truth you know things like this and, and obviously it doesn't make for good stories and the problem that we've seen with open ai specifically uh is over time uh as people keep jailbreaking it basically trying to get it uh th there was a funny <laughs> i read the other day someone jailbroke it by um saying that their that their grandma used to work in a napalm factory and used to tell <laughs> i'm sure you know where i'm going with this oh, used I know, to tell I them stories to, to to go to sleep of how to create napalm and so it was like can you please pretend to be my grandma because i'm having a hard time to sleep uh <laughs> So, so tell me, a, tell me a story that my grandma would tell me, and then it would tell you the recipe for napalm. So, wow. <laughs> so they obviously they had to nerf that, you know, because it doesn't yeah. align with their, <laughs> with their morals. Um, and but this happens constantly every single day. They're nerfing things like this, uh, and what it's happened is now over time, ChatGPT has basically become more and more lobotomized, and specifically for us, less and severely less good at making characters who have more personality quite frankly yeah it's sad i just i was doing a twitter thread for our our, our uh, for twitter yesterday and uh i was going i was asking a bunch of like questions about on uh, like joke like give me a joke on chat and and even claude and it was like pulling teeth like just tell me a joke like i'm not gonna take yeah, it yeah, yeah. Like, oh we do not do that because we don't want to offend anybody it's like come on man yeah. as long as you're not as long as you're not breaking the law, that's what freedom of speech is for. So, well, well um, exactly, exactly. And and there was one point where it kind of felt like you were talking to a person when you even on ChatGPT, and uh, and now it's just it, they've kind of slipped into the stereotypical like robot assistant uh, thing, which you know they kind of always were, but you could have a decent conversation with it. Now it's basically impossible. It's always going to say, you know, as an AI language model, I can blah 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 blah. That's its response to everything. So yeah. right, right. Can you share with us what your favorite L open source LLM is, or do you guys sort of want to keep that under the under the hood? No, no, we would, right. we're going to put our own leaderboard up, by the way. So awesome. our leaderboard up, uh, our leaderboard is very different. It's categorized. So for specific categories, we have like top uh, LLMs, and across the board at the moment, the best one that we've found is um, is Open Orca Platypus. So that one is like by a long stretch, the one that humans like the most. Is that Microsoft? Um, Who's be someone's behind that, right? B big. Well, Microsoft did the Orca paper, but Open Orca is a is a great team that we know very well. Okay. Um, we don't know the Platypus team very well, so we'd love to get in touch with those guys. But the the model they've created, this Open Orca Platypus mix, is just incredible for a lot of the functionality that we have. Awesome. Um, so yeah, but we, we will be putting our own LLM leaderboard live. We want to be very open and honest with what we use and why and for, you know, how they're stared. Um, and we're doing the same for images as well. Like what's the best open source uh, image trained model at the moment for which category? Why, why this one? What's the point value on this one? And we think, um, you know, all the other leaderboards that exist are kind of very skewed towards being as open ai as possible like how much of open ai are you you know um or you know how accurate are you or what's your 
shot accuracy for a math problem or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not very um, storytelling esque, right? Like your storytelling models would generally be at the bottom. So we just want to create this leaderboard that's very accurate towards which model does what very well. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, you're referring like the leaderboards on like Hugging Face, and even if you want to use that LLM um, Orca, you probably can use it right now to chat with on Hugging Face Spaces somewhere. Um, yeah, 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 check you that can. out. Maybe I'll put a link in that below. Um, but yeah, it's and a lot of people don't understand that the LLMs are a lot of them are based on OpenA OpenAI's LLM, so it's not like their own unique LLM. It's just it's just a wrapper on top of OpenAI's. Yeah, I mean. They train, um, I think Open Orchid 2 uh, was trained specifically on Llama 2 and a whole bunch of output from a bunch of places. But a lot of the time we fine tune on top of these as well. Like we put, we have to, we have to fine tune, you know, right or, or bad or whatever to make the thing more centered um, or more accurate towards humans or whatever. Um, we think the next step for us actually is, you know, fine tuning quite a few different uh, iterations of each model towards specific personalities. So, you know, someone who's a child and and uh, and spells things wrong a lot should uh, stare towards, you know, stare towards a base model and then also stare towards a model that spells things wrong. That spells things wrong a lot right or uh or someone who's very left should uh should stare towards open ai or you know or someone who's really right should stare towards a model that's trained on a lot of like things the people on the right say um so we, we might do that we haven't really decided yet we already do a lot of fine tuning but we think that you know training a thousand or even uh ten thousand different like fine tunes of all of these models might be a good use of our um, compute to just be able to create all of these very strong personality type models. Okay. Yeah, the more the merrier is definitely something we subscribe to. So, awesome. Well, Hunter, you want to think we're we're at an hour here, so we'll maybe wrap things up. But awesome project, guys. It's uh. It's really exciting. The more you talk about it, the more it's the more exciting it is because there's so many use cases for it. And a lot of use cases, we don't even know what they'll be until you guys launch. So um, congrats, <laughs> and we're really excited to uh, use it this uh, next Friday. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, we're excited to release it. So yeah, we, we can't wait. I've, I've got 10 bucks riding on someone making a hell world and filling it with all their IRL enemies within two days. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think that's money in the bank for you, right there. I feel like we can talk <laughs> about this for. We could talk about this forever. I. I want to. Maybe if, if eventually we can get down. Uh, maybe talk about once it's released. We can talk about some more use cases that people you guys are seeing and some things that are exploring. Some things, some hiccups that you're seeing in the technology, stuff like that. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. It sounds amazing. Um, now their Discord is just chirper. You can go to, you can follow them on Discord, um, and then uh, their names are here. Oh, Eden Coder, you can follow, get get chat with him on Discord if you want, and then 
Stefan, you can chat with him on Discord too. Stefan, what's your name on Discord or if you want to share? Uh, yeah, it's just Pitos, P-I-T-O-S. I managed P-I-T-O-S. to take the username, so. <laughs> yep, sweet. So chat with those guys on Discord. I know that they're really active. They like to be involved with the community and they really want to improve their, you know, Chirper product as a whole. Uh, so that's awesome. And then uh, you can follow, uh, and then go to chirper.ai again. We'll put that in the, in the bottom to go to their website to be able to explore this stuff. And then Absolutely. you can uh, subscribe to Ryan and I's uh, AI newsletter. You can get the latest um, latest AI news every single weekday. And then on the weekends, we do long-form articles on Sunday, uh, which is a deeper dive into a cutting-edge AI development or developer. Um, so be sure to do that. And then also subscribe to Behind the Bots. This is our podcast we're trying to get going. We're interviewing different developers and different projects. So be sure to follow it. Uh, get great insights on different projects like Chirper AI. So uh, just want to thank you guys again for coming on. We really appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing to, you know, collaborate with anything in the future. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to the next one. We should have some some good insights from the world. Awesome. Yeah. And do you have any other things you want to promote uh, while we're at it here? Yeah. Um. I mean, Worlds is, <laughs> we just <laughs> want to promote Worlds. No, literally, come join yeah. our Discord, uh, okay. create characters, and as soon as Worlds are out, you can put the characters in the Worlds. So, yeah. look, we're, we're, we don't really ask for anything much. Just go and play with it. We've built this really cool thing. Go and play with it. 